Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Ratchet Book Club, Hood Classics, Good Classics, Derek. Today, I am going to read this story with my wife, Nisha, behind me, my beloved. Um, and hopefully, I can shock her into saying some shit that she usually wouldn't have said. So, baby, I know you have not yet. Oh, wait. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. So, baby. Yo. So, um, this book, Raunchy. Is about a woman who, at the age of five, her father was sent to jail because her mom set him up to find drugs in the house. Um, her mom got her addicted to vodka at the age of five, um, started having her drink it like it was water. Uh, her uncle and her grandmother sexually abused her until she was 18. Um, her dad's lover came to her seventh birthday party and shot her mom in the face. Her dad died in prison as a millionaire, but then his lawyer came and brought her $5,000 and said, this is all that's left. Um, her best friend is a murderer who likes to fuck people and cause pain. He's a sadist, so he likes to see them in pain. But even more than that, he eats shit. That's literally his thing. His fetish is he likes to stick his fingers up women's asses and then lick his fingers clean of the shit. I think it's called corpophilia. They say it in the book. I completely just wiped it out of my mind. But there's a point in time where he stuffs his fingers up her ass and then tries to suck the shit off. And when his fingers are clean, he gets mad at her. Also, she has a boyfriend named Jace. She has fucked all of his friends, like literally all of them, except for his cousin, all of his friends are with him in a drug gang, like he's the kingpin of a drug clique, um, and all of them work for him. She has chlamydia, so she's burned all of them, or maybe syphilis. She has syphilis, so she's burned all of his friends, who have then burned all of their girlfriends. And the book skips ahead like three years, six years, nine years, so now we're about 17 years past that, 16 years past that, something like that. Um, her punk ass got pregnant by one of them she doesn't know who because again she's fucking him and his four friends alvin simon theodore and dave um <laughs> she finds out she's pregnant she thinks that it's one kid it's two she has twins uh she hates women because of the way her grandmother and her mom treated her and her aunt who she lives with in houston 
She meets a guy named Monkey and falls in love with him until the crazy one who eats shit shows up in Houston and shoots him in the face, then cuts her her uterus open with a jagged knife and extracts both babies out of her uterus. Uh, she tells the babies uh, that they, she cuts their hair short and everything and tells them that they're boys up until they turn 14 and one of them has their period in fucking school and they find out they're both girls. I don't think I've missed anything. Oh, and there's a nigga named Massive who's trying to kill her boyfriend, Jace, because Jace's father, who's also a drug dealer in Los Angeles, got mad at Massive and waited until his daughter graduated from high school and then murdered her as she was walking across the stage to get her diploma. Damn. Welcome to Ranchi. Good news and bad news. Harmony. There were hundreds of people walking around in the courtroom, and I wondered which of them had bailed me out. I didn't have any friends with money, and even if I did, not one of them would waste it on me. I had been in jail for two days and hated every minute of it. Bitches were on their period and smelled like old fish, and every time I woke up, I had to smell someone else's shit. I didn't know how long I would have to be in there and couldn't get in contact with anyone to warn the kids to stay in the house. I'm in jail. Keep your punk ass in the house. I hope my kids didn't get to begging for food and bringing attention to themselves. Oh, yeah. Also, she burns her kids with fucking irons when she's not happy with what they do. She, like, heats up the iron and burns them. So one of the kids, at the age of fucking five, starts burning themselves to get used to the pain so then she couldn't hurt them anymore. So then she starts burning his, well, her sister. Yeah, a lot of shit, a lot of shit. Not liking this, but... Not liking it either, but I got to push all the way through it. Also, there are sequels. No. There are sequels to this book. No. Mm-hmm. I will not be reading them, but there are sequels. No. Hopefully, in one of them, they murder her. Um, But also, I feel bad for her because she had a fucked up childhood, like... She was abused and raped and molested and everybody in the neighborhood knew about it. Nobody ever came to help her. No one. Her teachers knew about it. Her neighbors knew about it. Her boyfriend's aunt They're knew about it. mandated reporters. Nobody reported shit. Wow. Until high school when her teacher, when she told her teacher out of frustration, nobody's been helping me. I've been getting fucked with my grandma and my, unc my uncle. And then her teacher was like, I should call someone about this. Yeah, I hope my kids didn't get to begging for food and bringing attention to themselves. If that happened, they could jeopardize my welfare checks if someone knew they were in the house alone. I was outside of the courthouse for five minutes when I saw my Aunt Angela sitting in a red Honda Civic at the curb staring at me. I was going to walk right past her like I didn't see her until she said, Harmony, I know you see me over here. I kept walking. Can you please stop? I have something to tell you. I stopped briefly and said, me and you don't have shit to talk about. I doubt that very seriously. Now, do you want to come over here or miss out on something good? Something good, huh? I kept walking until she said, I was the one who bailed you out. And the least you could do is give me five minutes of your time. She continued, I'll even drive you to wherever you're going. Her Aunt Angela, when she moved in with her Aunt Angela in Houston, mm -hmm. away from Washington, D.C., where she was first at, she stole like $20,000 from her boyfriend. Because she ain't shit. Like, mm -hmm. Harmony stole $20,000 from her boyfriend after burning all of them. 
then she moved with her aunt Angela and her aunt Angela immediately told her, if you want to live here, I'm going to need $20,000 as a deposit and took all her money and roasted her for everything. Whole family fucked up. I don't trust you, Angela, I said, looking at her. I can't help but wonder if you're the reason Monkey got killed. And how do I know you're not here to set me up? I know you're the one who told Callie where I was. Callie's the one who eats shit. Mm, I don't know how they didn't smell him. His breath probably smells like shit. I'm not here to set you up. She leaned over and opened the car door. Now come on and get in, Harmony. You're going to love what I have to tell you. Against my better judgment, I got in her car. She kept looking at me, and I could tell she was judging me already. My once long, thick black hair was now scraggly, brittle, and brown. I lost so much weight that I knew she thought I was a crackhead. Nigga, it's been two days. You were in jail for two days. Okay. And a slash in the form of a crisscross rested on my face. Not only that, my skin was now cracked and dry and not flawless and youthful like it was when she last saw me. The streets were hard on me, and life had taken its toll. I can't believe what he did to your face, she said, examining me. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's over and done with, I said, not wanting to remember that day. I'm all right, so save your sorriness for yourself. She cleared her throat and said, <clears throat> so how are the kids? They're fine. I bet they're so pretty, she smiled, pulling into traffic. Just as pretty as you were when you were a little girl. Were? You know what I mean. Nah, I don't, I lied. Anyway, I have boys. Boys, she said. But the paper said you had two little girls. I told my lie for so long that I forgot who knew the truth. My lie lasted a while until Renee came over to the house threatening to out me. When my kids were over her house that day, she walked into the bathroom while Majesty was using it. Also, Majesty... Majesty's name is spelled M-A-D-J-E-S-T-Y. Majesty. Mad Jesty, Mad Musty is a little cousin. Um, when she saw her sitting down and her split tail showing, what the fuck is a split tail? Her split tail showing. Nigga, if that ain't the most Southern 1939 hating my kids, old school slavery shit I ever heard in my life. Don't let them put it in your, sli in your split tail. What the fuck? And that's why Renee came over threatening to out her. She So another woman, Renee, who's supposed to be her homegirl, lived up the street from her. Her homegirl comes to her house. She moved in with this dude and had to fuck him to stay in the house. Um, her homegirl comes to the house and is like, I know your secret if you don't tell me or if you don't, I'm going to out you unless you give me money. Harmony asked Renee, how much money do you want? And Renee said, $2,000. That's the blackmail price to keep her quiet. Then she says, I know an easy way you can get that $2,000 by killing the guy that you've been staying with. She said, all you got to do is put antifreeze in this food. I've been killing people for years. It's easy and it's fun. Everybody in this book is horrible. It sounds like it. When she saw her sitting down and her split tail showing, she tried to blackmail me. I don't even know why I really lied about their sex. It started as a way to escape from Callie if he was trying to find me. I knew he'd be looking for me with two little girls when I had two little boys. Oh, 
I meant little girls, I said angrily. But stop beating around the bush and get to the point, Angela. What the fuck do you want? Okay, Harmony. There's no reason to get upset about it. I'm just asking because I haven't seen you in forever, and you are my niece. So where do you want to go? I live in Plum Creek Apartments. I looked her over and then back out in front of me. You could take me there. I didn't know you lived that close to me. Well, how would you? I was tired of the games and wanted her to get down to it. Now, what's going on, Angela? I'm tired of being fake. Talk to me. She sighed and said, People have been looking for you for a while, Harmony. But nobody's been able to locate you until now. What people? I asked with raised brows. Callie? No. I haven't even even spoken to Callie. And I didn't know he was our connector that you even knew him until he murdered Monkey. She clarified. I'm talking about your mother. I laughed. Bitch, my mother's dead and I know you know that. I'm talking about your real mother. What the fuck, people? I'm talking about your real mother. She got in contact with me about six months ago because she's dying and wants to see you. What are you talking about? I laughed. Your real mother lives in L.A. and she's dying of AIDS. Her name is Irma Cruz. Irma Cruz? Immediately, I had a throbbing pain in my head. You talking about my father's lover? The one who killed my mama? This woman, Harmony, she literally looks black and Mexican. Everybody tells her she looks black and Mexican. She's like, nah, I'm not black and Mexican. I'm black. My mama black. My daddy was black. I'm blackity black. While she's got all the features of a black and Mexican biracial child. This is not... I didn't think this was hard for anybody to figure out when her... Mama shot Estelle in the face. I knew that was her that they were gonna see each other again. So whoop, here it is. No, the one who killed Estelle, not your mama. Irma's your mama. You know what the fuck I mean. I shot back. I need you to explain to me what you're talking about. There was a high-stakes poker game many years ago. A lot of money was at stake, and people placed bets they couldn't honor. At that game was Rick Sherrod, which is her boyfriend Jace's dad. Okay. He's a big drug dealer out in L.A. Right. With a gambling problem. Mm-hmm. Massive, the one who Rick murdered his daughter as she walked across the graduation stage. Right. Your father and a few other people. Massive was into your father and Rick for a lot of money that night. And in order to settle the bill, Massive offered to your father what he couldn't bid. His beautiful girlfriend, Irma Cruz. So let me make sure I got this right, ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there. My wife is here too. She's back there. She's pretty. Um, Somehow, Harmony moves from L.A. to D.C. Didn't even know that she lived in L.A. when all this shit popped off. Thought they lived in D.C. this whole time. But somehow, they move from L.A. to D.C. Her mom, her dad... Her. Her dad goes to jail because her mom calls on her, right? He gets killed in jail. They go live with Estelle's mother in Southeast, D.C. Across the street from her grandmother's house lives Jace, Rick's son, 
who's also in it from L.A., who was also in this poker game with these two and Massive. How the fuck does this work? What are the odds that this little nigga lives in the slums right across the street from your grandmother? Get the fuck out of my face. This is so convenient that it's shitty. It's literally bad. What does this have to do with me? Listen, Harmony, you're finally hearing the truth. Anyway, Rick saw how he looked at her whenever they were around each other, and he saw how she looked at him. I guess he figured it was easier to give her up in the car game when he needed her than to have Rick take it for free. Wait, what the fuck? Rick saw how he looked at her whenever they were around each other, and he saw how she looked at him. So... Rick... Is Jace's dad. How the fuck did he get with Irma if Irma was fucking... Fuck this book. Now, your father couldn't be with Irma publicly, though, because he had a life with Estelle. And although he didn't love Estelle anymore, he knew she could be vengeful if crossed. So they had to keep their love affair a secret for a while. I was so shocked I couldn't blink. Are you okay? She asked me. Uh, yeah, please, go ahead. Okay, well, Rick didn't want a female. He wanted his money and ended up killing Massive's daughter to settle the debt, even after Massive paid him. I think to this day, Massive has been trying to get back at Rick by trying to kill his son, Jace. At some point, Jace and Harmony got in a fight. Massive was already in D.C. Rick never told Jace what Massive looked like. So Massive hid in the doctor's office that Jace somehow went to for a doctor's appointment mm -hmm. and then tried to rip this nigga's balls off with his hands. And then went to jail. And then Harmony called Massive and told him where she where he could find Jace at because her and Jace weren't getting along. So she tried to get Jace murdered. Mm. Yeah. Well, your father and Irma fell in love after the game. But Estelle eventually found out and threatened to tell the police about his drug operation if he didn't leave her alone. But he had bad news for Estelle, and that was that Irma was pregnant with his only child. Estelle had always wanted a child, but couldn't bore one herself. That sounds so biblical. She couldn't bore one. <laughs> oh, man. So Rick knew Irma, and Irma bore Harmony. And against Irma's judgment, Cornell convinced her to let them raise the baby as their own. Irma was devastated. She cried every day after he asked her to part with you. It wasn't until he convinced her that you would still be in her life that she agreed. Yeah, he used to go over to her house with Harmony all the time when she was like five. She didn't know why. She just had fun with her. But why not just dump Estelle? Because Cornell's drug operation was on the line and he needed to keep Estelle happy until he could find another way to deal with her. But his heart always belonged to Irma. But... I used to go with my father to see Irma all the time. I mean, why wouldn't she tell me that she was my mother? She was keeping your father's secret and trying to spare you from any pain. It was for your own good. My own good, I said in an evil tone. Do you realize how much shit that bitch Estelle put me through? I said, gritting on her. Do you know that Shirley made me lick her pussy every day for the first five years I lived with her? And that her son raped me repeatedly? And you tell me it was for my own good? I, I, I... I didn't, I didn't know. How could you? You never bothered to check on me. 
You're my flesh and blood, yet you never cared. And when my daddy died with all his money, you died with me too. I have my own kids, Harmony. Don't put this blame on me. Look at me. I had a fucked up life. I'm an alcoholic. I have two kids I hate. And more than anything, I hate myself. My family's supposed to be there to protect me, and they didn't. Just like Irma, you tried to act like I wasn't there. That's not true. When did you ever call to check on me? When, Angela? I yelled. All I can say is I'm sorry now. Why did she kill Estelle? I said, irritated with it all. Because she loved Cornell, and when she heard about what she had done to him by calling the cops, she vowed to get revenge. You have to understand that when Estelle called the police, she went against their arrangements. She broke the deal. She gave her only child up on the strength of a promise, and that promise was broken. When she killed her, she called me a few months later. She knew I was one of the only people she could talk to about it because I always hated Estelle. I asked her then why she left you, and she said she saw in your eyes for a brief moment that you hated her that day, and she decided to never reach out to you again. I remember that, but I wasn't looking at her like that. Estella just made me mad, and I was... Everything just happened so fast. She thought you hated her. This is why communication is important, ladies and gentlemen. I laughed in disgust and said, fuck all that. Now what? She wants to meet you before she died. Well, I don't want to meet her, I said, waving my hand. Anyway, I thought you said you had good news for me. Where is it? I do have good news. Before Irma was diagnosed with AIDS, she was living in Concord with her two daughters. In Concord? The police didn't seize that property? Concord is their mansion that they lived in before the police came in. So when the police came to get him, he beat one of the policemen to death. The other two policemen watched it happen. Then after that, they beat him until he was in a wheelchair. The end. <laughs> yeah, it's all bad. No, Cornell was smart enough to put Concord in Irma's name. He said he was renting it from her and the police couldn't legally hold the property. But now that she moved back to L.A. to be with her family, she wanted me to tell you that Concord Manor is all yours if you want it. I have sisters? Yes, and you also have a huge family in L.A. The anger I was feeling was at its boiling point. I lived in a shelter in places nobody wanted me. And I didn't have to. Her mom literally lived in Concord, which is, again, like I thought, in D.C., right up the way. Her mom lived there, but thought that she didn't want to be with her because when she was five, she gave her a dirty look. A five-year-old. You know what five-year-olds give dirty looks for? They don't want to take a nap. They don't want to eat their vegetables. They don't want to get out of bed in the morning. They don't want to read a hard word. Uh, you made them stop playing with their toys. You made them stop playing with their friends. They want to tell you a secret, but you said you're busy. Um, did I miss any? I, Of course I did, because they're fucking five. You took the toy out the cereal. They wet the bed, and you actually were upset when they told you. Uh, they're sick. They're tired. Um, Bluey's a repeat. Like... <laughs> the fuck are we talking about here? I have a niece who's four. She's not five yet, but she's four. By the time some of y'all niggas listen to this, she's five for all intents and purposes because this is an evergreen fucking show. By the time some of y'all niggas listen to this, she's 20. When she was four, <laughs> when she was four, 
This nigga would get furious if you did not buy her Chick-fil-A fries. She called them Chick-a-lay. They were not Chick-fil-A. They were Chick-a-lay. And if you didn't get her those fries, she would fall the fuck out like a deaconess in church. And she would not be happy with you. If you tried to buy generic Chick-fil-A fries from Walmart and put them into the Chick-fil-A box, she knew the fucking difference. I never knew how she worked that out. Kids get mad over the stupidest shit. And you abandon your daughter who you said you loved and you shot her mom in the face for her and you walk away because she gave you a dirty look after you just pulled out a Megatron-sized blammer and shot her in the grill with it. Are you fucking serious? Everybody in this book is horrible. Everybody. Fuck it. And then how the hell are the sisters, so the sister just gonna be okay with her coming in and... Her mom giving her the house. Well, apparently she moved back to L.A. with her family after she got AIDS. And took the sisters. The sisters are willing to leave a mansion to go back with their mom to be in L.A. where her family is because she has AIDS. It just ain't making sense. No, the math ain't mathing. Not at all. Go ahead, Angela. I paused thinking about what she said. I'm still not convinced I'm her child. Look at yourself. Clearly. Angela said, do you remember her face? Of course I did. I thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world when my father used to take me to this visitor. I remember. Well, if you do, then I know you can see the resemblance. You're Irma's daughter, her firstborn. And outside of having light skin like Estelle's, you two look nothing alike. But why? Why does she allow me to go through life alone? When she killed Estelle, she was sure she'd get caught. But as time went on, it became apparent that no one was saying anything, especially you. And Shirley didn't see the murder to testify. So Irma realized she didn't have to be on the run anymore and came out of hiding. That's how it works? The police don't look at bullets? They don't... None of that? And the house was fucking packed, dog. I remember that fucking shot. The house was packed. They were literally walking back and forth to get alcohol because they were running out so quickly. There was nowhere for them to move. I'm going all the way back, y'all. So, uh, well, come on then. I need you to help me put them snacks on the table. Them niggas done damn near ate us out of house and home. What kind of shit is that anyway? Half of them niggas didn't even bring shit. The house is packed, y'all. It's literally packed. Literally. You want to put the stuff on the table? Nah. Follow me to the door first. I want to show you where I want everything to go before you fuck shit up. Remember, they were horrible to her. What What are you doing here? You ruined his life, you jealous bitch. Irma raised a forty-five and blasted half of Estelle's face off. Then she looks at Harmony and says, I'm sorry, Harmony. Please forgive me. And she dropped the gun and took off running. Get the fuck out of my face. I was pissed and I didn't give a fuck about Irma, Shirley, or Estelle. All three of them bitches could kiss my ass. All I cared about now was that mansion. Do you have the person I can call to get the property? Yes. I have the number of the person you need to contact, Harmony. And it's really all mine. The property was always yours. And was supposed to be given to you when you turned 18, but you got lost in the system. Since then, Irma signed over everything to you. And now that I find you, I can let you know that you can finally go home. Nigga, you were... Sorry. No. But didn't you say she saw her and, like, 
really basically like scammed her out of 20 racks. 20 racks. So how is she saying she got lost in the system when at some point from her 18th birthday till now she has saw the girl. Mm-hmm. And at no point in time did she... This money-hungry motherfucker who took $20,000 from her at no point in time told her, Hey, in D.C., there's a mansion for you. We packing up my whole family. We going to live with you real quick. Yeah, that is just not making any sense. So she telling her audit she got all this info. Of course, she about to ask her for something. Mm-hmm. And what's in it for you? I asked her. Because I found that through life, everybody wants something. So what's your thing? I did my brother's only daughter wrong, and I'm trying to make good. People do change, Harmony. Hey, at least she's saying the shit that I tell you all the time. People don't change. Over time, they become clearer on their stances in life. And my stance was that I hated the world and everybody in it. Home sweet home, Harmony. It had been a month. Like I said, they jump ahead a lot. It had been a month since I found out I inherited Concord Manor. And the days leading up to this day were crazy. When I got to my apartment, somebody from the Office of Child Protective Services were questioning me about the girls. Telling me that it was wrong to convince my girls that there was something that they weren't. By the end of the day, I had managed to convince everyone that both of them were lying. And that Majesty, I mean M-A-D-J-E-S-T-Y. There's no way I can say majesty knowing there's a D in there somewhere. It's silent. There's a D. Silent. What the, how the fuck do you have a silent D? You just do. When you ever see a silent D? <laughs> I mean, other than mine. But it'd be waking up and talking. It'd be spitting that gay. It'd be like, pow, pow. <laughs> but there's no such thing as a silent, like, this is just. I mean, hey, that's what you get. Majesty. Just combine it, Madge. Majesty. You're still skipping over the D. Nice. You're saying M A J by saying Majesty. It's M A D, Mad, and then J E S T Y. Majesty. You can't skip past that D to get to the J. You're still not saying the D. I am You're saying J. You're saying Madge the same way people would say badge. You're skipping the D. The D's not important. The D, it's in the name. She named this kid Majesty. Majesty. Oh, no. Oh, no. I told them that both of them were lying and that Majesty was exhibiting lesbian behaviors. They never bothered me again. They believe that shit? They didn't ask the nurse who had to sit them down and tell them y'all are both girls? They didn't have to see the shock on their face? None of that old shit? That's the research they do? That's what CPS do in these books? Okay. When the cab driver pulled up to the mansion, many good memories flooded back to mind. How, nigga, you were five. She probably remembers that from four and five years old. Tell me something you did when you were four. What are you talking about the girl in the butt? Mm-hmm. Can't nobody ever tell me something they did when they were three and four years old. I played and with my cousins. <laughs> my grandma's yard. That's a given. 
We black. We all play with our cousins in our grandma's yard. Nigga, that ain't saying shit. When the cab driver pulled up to the mansion, like the fresh prince of fucking Bel Air, when the cab driver pulled up to the mansion, many good memories flooded back to mind. I had everything when I was here. For the first time in a long time, it seemed like I was finally getting some of the things I lost back. Wait, wait, wait. So if you got the house and nothing fucking else, then you also have property taxes that you can't pay for because you're broke. I'm just thinking out loud about broke hoes. Angela ended up not being too bad after all. She brought me and my sons, I mean, she bought me and my daughters flight tickets and gave us cab fare to Concord Manor. Although good memories were waiting for me here, I also had a lot of bad enemies in D.C. who didn't want to see my face at all, and I didn't want to see theirs. But how does she know that the home, um, that her mom didn't give Angela some money for her? And Angela just kept that. She don't know. She don't know. Because, again, everybody else has fucked her over, so I would not be surprised in the least. Fucking happens a lot in this book. They get fucked over, under, around, on the side, in the back. <sighs> That'll be $35, ma'am, the cab driver said. I handed him 40 waited for my change, and left the cab. I guess he wanted me to give him a tip, but that wasn't happening. I needed all my money until I could find a way to get some more. Me and my kids with three suitcases between us entered the manor's doors and it was as beautiful as I remembered. The same crystal chandelier hung about the foyer and the spiral staircase was as pretty as ever. Arma purchased new furniture and it was more lavish than I remembered. All right, boys. <laughs> All right, boys. This is the place I grew up in, I said to them. We put our suitcases down and walked deeper into the foyer. And as you can see, I didn't come up in the ghetto like you think. I came up in royalty. Girls, Madge Justine corrected me. This bitch got on my fucking nerves. You know what I mean. She took off her hat and put it on sideways. Bruises covered her face and body and she looked older than her age. Nah, I don't. You had us thinking we was boys and then we find out we girls. Maybe you should do a little better job of keeping up with your lies. Madge just, he said, loving to challenge me. Also, it's been a month. Y'all didn't have this talk right after you went to the apartment and CPS sitting there? At all? If you believed you were boys all that time, then that's your dumbness, not mine. I laughed. <laughs> I mean, didn't you bother looking at other boys when you were in the locker room at school? Damn, they infiltrated like that? I, I'm just saying, like, this isn't on any political shit or anything like that. But at the point where they're changing clothes in the locker room, somebody should have said something. The teacher or somebody should have said something. The other kid should have said something. They should have saw something. Like, how? how this... You don't know what a pussy versus a dick look like? I knew what a dick looked like at six years old. You didn't allow us to go to the gym, remember? Madge just continued. Oh, okay, there it is. What about the bathroom? I knew something was different. Jaden said in a low voice with her head hung low. Always knew. Something just didn't feel right to me, she said as if she wanted to cry. Well, it is what it is. I had to lie to protect you from Callie. He was trying to kill you, remember? I said, lifting up my shirt, exposing my stomach that was ripped to shreds by Nut and Cherry's handiwork. You lied to us for so long that you're really starting to believe you were protecting us, Magister Seelit laughed. 
You're delusional, Harmony. So you call me Harmony now? I'm not your mother anymore? That's better than what I want to call you. I was done with Madge just seeing she didn't even know it. I found a few brochures on insurance policies for kids, and I decided to take Renee up on her advice by killing that little bitch slowly. She had her day coming. Fuck. If I'm still calling you a boy now, Madge, just see, it's because you look and act like one. Even with knowing you a girl, look at how you dress, I said. What else are we going to wear? All the stuff you ever bought us is dirty and for boys. You do know I don't answer to you, right? If you think you can do so much better, the door's right behind you. Madge Dissy rolled her eyes and sat on the bottom of the steps. She was frustrated and mad at me, but I was that little bitch's mother, not the other way around. Unlike Madge Dissy, Jaden tried her best to dress like a girl using the clothes she had. She would tie her t-shirts in the back and roll the tops of her jeans a few times so they appeared a little snug. Jaden was very pretty like me when I was younger and always feminine, even when she thought she was a boy. I'm glad I went with my instincts by giving them names that could be for a boy or a girl. Now, I wouldn't have to change much. Majesty is, I guess you could call her Madge. Okay. Why the fuck you lied to us, Ma? Majesty continued. Why would you fucking lie to us about something like that? What would have happened if we would have stayed at the school? I couldn't face my friends being a boy one minute and a girl the next. You think just because you got a period you grown now? I asked walking over to her. I wish there was something I could grab nearby because I would have went over her head with it. Bitch, you are not grown. Yeah, whatever, Majesty said. Majesty. When do we eat? We have to go to the grocery store first, I said, digging in my bag. They both gave me looks because they knew what had to be done. Do you remember how to run the plan? Jaden nodded. Majesty, do you hear me talking to you? Yes, Ma, I remember how to steal. You taught us too well. Tell me how. She sighed. We look for people who are shopping by themselves. When we find someone, we wait until they bring their carts out in front of the store and go get their cars. Good. And what else, Jaden? I said, wanting to make sure she understood too. She could be too fucking naive at times. Then we grab as many grocery bags as we can and run over to you with the food. Good. Now let's get ready to go. Who the fuck brings their cart outside the store? Leaves the cart with the food in it to go get their car and bring it up to the front where the food is. I'm not saying that this is not plausible and that you may be a little bit dumb, but you a little bit dumb and this ain't plausible. Because every nigga I know Rolls they motherfucking cart to they motherfucking car so they go open their motherfucking trunk and put their motherfucking groceries in. What the fuck? Y'all lucky. Y'all lucky. My wife is taking my son uh, to basketball practice. Otherwise, she'd be all up in this book's ass right now. She'd be in there like a wedgie. She'd be in this book's ass like a fucking bookmark. Because really, that's that's what a bookmark does. It gets right up in the crack. (laughs) You see that man right there? I asked him as we hid on the side of the Safeway grocery store. When he goes for his truck, rush over there and grab the groceries out of his cart. My, I don't want to do this, Jaden cried. I'm scared. Is this the first time they doing this shit? Because she's scared, scared. Like it's never been done before. Majesty is talking like they've been doing it for years. Jaden acting like this the very first time. I don't give a fuck what you want to do, I said, slapping her upside her head. I bet your ass want to eat, don't you? 
Jaden nodded yes. I know that. And since you want to eat, you better get your ass over there and get that food. Ma, I could do it by myself, Majesty said. She ain't got to go with me. She'll probably slow me down anyway. She thought I was stupid. Majesty never talked badly about her sister. She was trying to make me think she could do the shit by herself when I knew we needed two hands to pull this job off. The object was always to get as much food as possible. Nah, she needs to go with you. I looked at Jaden and smacked her in the face. Now get your ass over there and help your sister. This is why I didn't want girls. They too fucking sassy and weak. If they didn't do what I wanted done, they was going to pay for it dearly when we got back home and I'm not even fucking around. Once the man walked to his car, they ran over to his cart. I backed up further on the side so that no one would see me. Majesty grabbed two bags and Jaden grabbed one. Bitch, get back over there and get another bag, I demanded from Jaden. You got two hands, so use them. She ran back and grabbed another bag and was almost by me when someone who didn't have shit to do with it yelled, Sir, they're stealing your groceries. Hey, sir, maybe you should have just fucking took the groceries with you to your fucking car, sir. Sir, they're stealing your shit that you left here and walked away from it like you were fucking giving it away, so they took it. Sir! Sir! Sir? The man saw them stealing his bags and started running in our direction, and I was so caught up in making sure they did the plan correctly that I didn't see the cop a few feet from him. Stop! The cop yelled. Stop right where you are. The man whose groceries they had stolen followed the cops and my kids. They were all running in my direction. I didn't know what to do, so I had to act fast. So I ran up to them and smacked Majesty in her face and then Jaden. What the fuck are y'all doing stealing from this man? I asked, looking down at him. They looked at each other, confused at my reaction. Huh? Answer my fucking question. Ma, Majesty started. You told us I smacked her harder and her lips bled. I asked you a fucking question. I said, looking down at her. Why in the fuck would you steal from this man? Are you that fucking hungry that you got to steal? The cop and the man looked at me and the kids in pity, and I knew my plan was working. I hoped the cop would feel too badly for my kids to prosecute, and the man would be too afraid of what I was going to do to them to make matters worse. Now I'm going to ask you again. Why in the fuck were you stealing from this nice man? I asked Jaden. Oh, no, Ma, she said in a low voice. I could barely hear her because she was sniffling so much from crying. But I'm sorry, <coughs> and it won't happen again. Sir, what do you want to do? I paused, looking at the man and then my kids with hate, because I'm perfectly willing to do whatever I have to to make this right, including marching them down to the police station with you. Majesty and Jaden looked at me scared. The officer looked at them and then at me. Suddenly, he didn't look like he wanted to arrest him anymore. No, ma'am, I think we can let you handle things from here, the officer said. That is, as long as it's okay with you, sir. Let's see. So, I think this all started back in, like, what, 66 she was born? When the fuck was she born? And then time has passed, like, a lot of time. Okay, so, we're going to do the math real quick. Summer of 1976, she was five years old. Okay. Next, so we got summer of 1988. Okay, so... 12 years. Okay, cool. So that's 17 years by then. Um, okay, blah, blah, blah. Y'all gonna have to hold with me because I'm really trying to see, like, was there ever a point in time where they were at a place where the cops should have fucking arrested her for hitting her daughters in the face right in front of him or them, him, because they said, sir. So... It doesn't make any sense. I don't think they're at that point yet. In the 90s, like I said, y'all kids who are listening to this, why? But also, okay. Um, but 
In the 90s, cops didn't give a fuck. Cops did not. But then we have time where like three years pass and then uh, six years pass and all that kind of shit. So shit goes quick in this book, basically. They're just not going to have the cop prosecute or do anything to her for her punching her kids in the fucking face. So, okay. The man looked at how frightened my kids were and agreed not to press charges. We gave him back the groceries and went home. Once back in the house, I had no idea what we were eat. I hated them for putting me into this situation by getting caught. Once we were inside, we sat on the couch and looked at one another. So what are we going to eat now? Majesty ass looking at me with a smirk on her face. Because we did all that shit for nothing and we still hungry. I can't explain the rage that came over me. I picked up whatever was next to me and it happened to be a lamp. Once it was in my hand, I cracked it over her head until it shattered our feet. Blood gushed from the sides of her face and she fell to the floor. I knew I was wrong, but the anger wouldn't allow me to apologize. These kids are taking everything from me. My dreams, my hopes, and my life, and now she want to talk back to me? Being tired of looking at her, I drug her by her shirt and threw her into the crawl space under the stairs. I used this crawl space a lot when I was younger. It helped me feel like I was escaping whenever I was home alone with Estelle. Once she was inside, I locked her from the outside. I hate you. I hate you, bitch. I hope you die. Why'd you bring us into the world if you fucking hated us so much? Majesty cursed at me. Why don't you think about that while you spend the next five days in there? Mama, please, Jaden cried, walking up to me. Please don't put her in there. She doesn't mean to be disrespectful. She's just scared and hungry. Yes, I do mean what I said, Jaden. I hope that bitch die. I fucking hate her. I once wished that the person I thought was my mother had died, and she eventually did. Thinking of that made me angrier. Majesty, please stop. Mama's going to think you serious. Tell her you sorry. Do you realize everything I gave up for you? I yelled at the crawl space. Yes, Mama, I do, Jaden cried, taking me by the hand. And we love you for it. But please, please don't do my sister like this. That's all you care about is your fucking sister. What about me? It made me mad that she kept talking about Majesty. Do you realize the life I had when I was here? I had a father who loved me more than anything, I cried. I understand, Mama, but but what can I do to make things easier for you? When she asked me what she could do to make things easier for me, I felt an ounce of love in my heart for her. And then she said, what can I do to make you not leave my sister under there? I could see the desperation in her eyes, so I decided to push the envelope. It was obvious they had each other and I was alone. I wiped the tears off my face and said, if you want that little bitch to come out, then go get me some money. As a matter of fact, I don't want to ever have to worry about getting money ever again. That'll be your job from now on. But I don't know where we are, she whimpered. We're in Maryland, I said coldly. I know, Mama, but I don't know my way around here. I'm going to get lost. Maybe I'll keep her there longer, I laughed. It don't make me no never mind. I'm tired of seeing her face anyway. It'll be one less mouth out to feed. Mama, please don't. She she may die. Well, until you go out there and get my money, your ungrateful ass sister will stay under them stairs. And if I got to work extra hard to get some money myself, then you're going to go under there with her. Do I make myself clear, Jaden? Yes, she sobbed. Yes, you do, Mama. And I'm not talking about a couple of bucks either, Jaden. I'm talking about no less than $100. That'll be enough to get us started. She looked scared, but I didn't care. I handed her a jacket because it was October and the temperatures could be frigid at night. 
I didn't want her to have any excuse for coming back broke. With the jacket in her hand, I pushed her outside the mansion and locked the door behind her. I started fucking when I was 12 and she was 14. What better time to start than today? God damn. God damn, I fucking hate this book. Like, God damn. 916-633-1537. Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.